Welcome to episode 15 of the Maddie's Joy, an Angelman Journey podcast. I'm your host, Adam Birchmeyer. On today's episode, Aaron Ferguson joins us to give a sibling's perspective on Angelman syndrome. Aaron actually wrote in the Wisconsin State Journal an article about his experience with having a brother with Angelman syndrome. And I will actually put that in the show notes. So if you haven't read that article yet, please check it out. I hope that you enjoy. All right. We have a special guest today on the Maddie's Joy podcast. Aaron Ferguson is joining us. Um, Aaron, thank you so much for joining us. How you doing? I'm great. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure yeah. to have uh, met you guys down in Texas. And uh, Yeah. Yeah, we met briefly at the uh, family conference, and then I'm excited to uh, see your family again at the Angelman Walk, so that's going to that's gonna be fun. Um, but let's get into this. So you have a brother mm-hmm. who has Angelman Syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of describe your brother and who he is as a person. Oh, man. Um... My brother Caleb, he's just a bundle of joy. Uh, you know, we could easily say the Caleb's Joy podcast. Um, but I think that just describes Angelman syndrome, right? Like every angel you see, like they have bad days, obviously, but I don't know. My experience is 95% of the time, Caleb's wearing a smile. He's very content just to watch his iPad. Um, I, we're pretty certain he's uh, multilingual because he likes to watch shows in Spanish and Japanese and he just finds all these different languages <laughs> and it's kind of funny uh so we always joke that he can understand anybody in any language um you know I think like a lot of angels he loves water obviously um but I think the cool thing for me is like I grew up playing baseball and now uh you know he obviously loves going to major league baseball games or minor league baseball games and through Easter Seals uh in the Detroit area they have the Miracle League of Michigan where you can play on like a synthetic rubberized surface so it's safe for his wheelchair or his walker um, and he can play his own version of baseball on a nice warm Saturday in July um, not anytime soon here in April or May but um, you know it's it's cool to see just his different interests the things he likes to watch you know we we found his favorite holiday is Christmas because he'll watch the Christmas episodes of whatever at any time during the year um, you know, it's just cool to see like how he expresses his personality. Uh, obviously, the Angelman community knows that a lot of our angels can't speak or talk uh, like you and I are doing right now. But, um, you know, that doesn't mean they don't speak and talk in their own language. And they have their different ways of expressing themselves. And um, it's a challenge for us to figure out what that looks like and what they want. But um, it's also kind of a beautiful thing because they just have their own ways and and really surprise you in a lot of ways with the things they can do. Yeah. um, Growing up, I mean, you do have some neurotypical siblings. So when was kind of the first memory that you have that your brother was maybe just a little bit different or took in the world a little bit differently than, than you and your siblings? Man, I don't even know, honestly, like I can't think of the first time I can't even like, I don't know. It's just been a way of life, right? Like, 
I'm five and a half years older uh, than my siblings. They're triplets, so that's why I say my siblings. Um, but only one has Edelman syndrome, and that's Caleb. Uh, my other brother and sister, Mike and Lydia, um, you know, they've been great siblings to Caleb. And uh, I, that's probably why it's a little bit more of a blur because, you know, when you get three at once, it's a little, uh, uh, little I don't, not even culture shock. It's just, it's different, man. Like <laughs> you've got, you got to help out with changing diapers and watching them and stuff like that. Um, but I do remember like life was different for me growing up because it's like, you know, yeah, I'm five and a half, six years older than them, but like, you know, I, one memory I can think of like pretty, uh, it's not a great memory, uh, of course, but like one summer day I was out playing in the yard with friends. They have the sprinkler going, you know, and I don't know how old I was, eight, nine, maybe just a guess. I don't know. But, um, you know, my mom's yelling at me to come inside the house cause Caleb's having a seizure. And it's like, you know, first of all, it's like, okay, I I'm a little bit familiar and, but I just don't understand the severity of it at that point. It's like, Oh my gosh, the ambulance is coming. Like, what do you need for me? You know, stuff like that. Um, so life was always different for me growing up, uh, just as much as it was different for all angel and siblings. Um, but you know, I wouldn't trade any of it for, for anything because it's really shaped who I am as a person. Yeah, that must have been pretty traumatic. I remember when Maddie had her seizures, you know, being, I think I was 32 or 33 at the time, like it affected me in, in a profound way. So I can only imagine, you know, being eight or nine. Um, but what's your favorite memory so far that you've experienced with your brother? Man, I don't know, just doing life with him. Like, it's really hard for me personally. Like I'm so big on family. Like I, as we were just talking before uh, we started airing, it's like I went and saw my family in Michigan and then I flew down to see my sister in Florida. And I got to see my brother who was home from college um, over the Easter holiday. And it's like, like I just love experiencing life with them, whether it's a family vacation, uh, you know, Caleb got a make a wish and we got to go to California uh, which was really cool for the Rose Bowl and the Rose Bowl Parade and see all these different marching bands. Um, you know, there's just so many memories. Like, I'm big on events and experiences and uh, just doing life because, you know, it's we're very blessed in, in the ability that we have to go and do these things, uh, and especially with our angels and help them experience the different things that we also enjoy that they can enjoy, whether it's a concert or whatever. Um Yes, I, I can never limit it to one because I just, you know, I love Caleb and love hanging out with him. So how do you build a relationship with Caleb? Because obviously you're big on family. Um, so that means, you know, you have a relationship with your brother, you have a relationship with your sister. So how do you build a relationship with Caleb? Um, being that he's nonverbal, how do you how do you go about building that and making memories with him? Um. So it's a little more challenging now because I live in Wisconsin and they're in Michigan. Um, but I think it, it the foundation was set um, just growing up, um, being the oldest of three. Uh, as the oldest sibling, other older siblings know, you have a little bit more responsibility, whether it's, you know, watching your siblings so mom can go to the grocery store or whatever the case may be. Um, so a lot of it was that, um, you know, I think we had a Caleb-proof bedroom even to this day, but uh, especially when he was growing up, um, 
so you know it'd be simple things it's just like going in and sitting in his room with him and watching tv like or maybe he's playing with toys and i'm the one watching tv uh but just being with him and being around him and um he and i have kind of i you know it's probably not fair my to my parents to say this but like i feel like he and i just really understand each other on a deeper level because of all that time i spent quote unquote watching him <laughs> um you know while mom was running out or the kids were you know, my brother and sister were doing other things, whether it was band or, um, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so really just spending time together, um, kind of getting to, to know how to like use his eyes. He speaks with his eyes a lot. Um, so if, if there's something that, you know, if you give him a choice, he'll, he'll pick one or the other, he'll grab the chips or he'll grab the cookie, but sometimes you can look, follow his eyes to see like, okay, he's looking in this direction you know what's in that pantry or you know what's in the other pantry um you know just different stuff like that like i've spent so much time with them it's easy to pick up on things um and then i would just say like talking to them like it sounds really dumb sometimes but like like they understand what you're saying a lot of times especially now that caleb is gosh he'll be 23 in a month um so you know just every time i go home uh when i get ready to leave to come back to wisconsin or whatever you know like I'll just sit there for a minute, few minutes and just explain like, Hey, like it was great being with you for a few days. I'm going to Florida or I'm going to Wisconsin and you'll see me in a month. Uh, and one of the cool ways he's expressed himself and also very emotional for me is like his face will get sad. Like it, he'll, he'll express sadness that I'm leaving. And it's like, Oh, I don't want to leave. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, it's just it just takes years of experience, I guess, and being around them and trying to find different ways to communicate. Um, we've tried the iPad thing, which doesn't uh, he hasn't fully grasped. Um, there are sometimes he'll just use it out of the blue, usually when we're not paying attention to him, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But um, yeah, I mean, just spending time with him. Um, your article in the uh, Wisconsin State Journal uh, right before Angelman Syndrome Awareness Day. Um, you talked a little bit about like the sub shops and friends with wings. So kind of expand on kind of your involvement so far and, um, you know, your experiences growing up, you know, with other siblings with that had Angelman brothers and sisters as well. Yeah, I so I love the family conferences. Um, I think for me, now that I'm starting to attend a little bit more of like the re not research sessions, but when the clinicians come in and give their talks. Um, I'm starting to sit in on those more and just learn more about Angelman syndrome and, you know, the types of medication and what else is going on, um, especially with my brother getting older and my parents getting older and I'm getting older. Um, you know, there's some life conversations that are going to have to be had and, and steps that we figure out from there. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've always loved the conference because for me growing up, it's like, this is like the one place where people understand what I go through like because they live it um you know i have great friends and they're like they're very understanding of different things um but it's it's difficult to explain and be like you know this is what i'm dealing with but when i'm at the conference it's like no you get it like you've lived the same experiences that i have um so from that uh, i think it was i don't anaheim was maybe 2005 i want to say um and I was like a little kid on a panel um, in front of like all these adults. And I don't really remember anything from that, except that I spilled water, uh, which was super embarrassing. But I also didn't care because I was a kid amongst 
other young adults. Um, but, you know, I've always wanted to like help raise awareness and, you know, offer my own perspective on things. Um, and, and being a sibling specifically is, is it's a tough gig. Like, especially when I was the only child for a while, it's like, you get all the attention. And now like, I even feel bad for, you know, my typical siblings, quote unquote, typical, because uh, it's like, man, they were all born at the same time, but Caleb gets all the attention or most of it, I'll say. Um, so it's like, I feel bad for them. And, uh, you know, just seeing it from both like my own experience and then like trying to put myself in my brother and sister's shoes. It's like, okay, like I have a pretty good idea of what, what other siblings go through. Um, and then I want to say it was Phoenix in 2015 was the first actual sip shop that Robin Wilkerson put on. Um, and yeah, they just asked me to be a part of it and help facilitate discussions and different games and stuff. Um, it never goes as scripted. Like there are some fun games, like some years, one thing does generates a lot more discussion than the other, you know, it's just different every year. Um, but I really enjoyed being with like the high school slash preteen age kids. Uh, Cause they, like they bring up some very real stuff that they are like, man, I'm really struggling with this area. And it's cool to like kind of help them through that. Um, and then, you know, each conference we go to, it's like, Hey, like, it's so good to see you again. It's been two years or we follow each other on Instagram or what, you know, we can always reach out. It's like building our own little network. You know, the parents have their own networks, the siblings have their own networks. Um, so yeah, it's just really cool to see like the people year in and year out um, and just how the different or how the discussions differ, but also how they're so similar in that, um, you know, there's just great, great conversations and discussions and, and some real life, like hard stuff that we deal with um, that we're able to share about and, and kind of support each other with. Yeah, uh, you had mentioned a little bit um, earlier that um, some type, some tough life decisions need to be made soon. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that concerns me if, if, you know, Nicole and I have another child that they'll feel a certain type of pressure or, um, you know, feel like they're expected to care for Maddie when we're no longer here. Um, being the oldest, you always carry a certain type, type <laughs> of responsibility, right? I never had that because I was the baby of the family. Um, what do you say to those siblings who might feel a responsibility to take care of their, you know, of their angelman sibling, um, but might not be ready to take on that responsibility? Um, that's a great question. Cause that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, and just where we're at as a family right now. Um, like I have my own thoughts on it. Uh, but I also know my other siblings have their own thoughts on it, which may not be what I think their own thoughts are. Uh, so obviously a discussion needs to happen. Um, that's something that, um, has kind of been, I, I don't want to say like pushed on me in a negative way, but that was something that was brought up and was like, that was what I took away from the Angelman conference, uh, this past summer in Austin or Round Rock, um, was like, we need to have that conversation. And I even said it to my mom last week is like, look, we probably not, uh, you know, probably not this, the summer, but like maybe when we're all together in December or something for the holiday, like we need to sit down and figure this out because we know that, um, you know, Michigan's great because Caleb can stay in the school system until 26. It's the only state you can stay that late. Um, but you know, my parents are getting any younger and Caleb is not getting any easier to lift in and out of the van and out of his room. And, 
Uh, he contorts his body in ways that <laughs> he makes it very clear what he wants. If you, if you're trying to walk with him uh, somewhere. And so like, I don't know. I don't have great advice because I'm in that spot right now, but um, you know, just make sure, make sure your voice is heard, whatever the decision is. Uh, my parents have been great. They're like, you know, we don't want to burden you with Caleb. And uh, like, I don't, I don't look at it that way. Like I just want what's best for my brother and want what's best for my other siblings and see if we can figure something out. Um, you know, so <laughs> maybe check back and like, you know, next year and maybe I'll have a little bit better advice or an answer there. <laughs> All right. I'll put it on the calendar and we'll have you back on. Um, <laughs> so what, one thing, another thing that you brought up in the article is after moving to Wisconsin, you got involved with the Angelman syndrome community in Wisconsin. Um, mm -hmm. Obviously your brother has Angelman syndrome, but what kind of drives your passion for the community as a whole? um wow it's a that's a good question i get told i ask good questions all the time because i'm a journalist that was a good question i think it's just like i want people to be aware um like not so much of angelman syndrome like yes i want them to know what angelman syndrome is but just like in general like just because you see someone who appears a different way doesn't mean they're not you know, capable of doing great things. Um, <laughs> like living with living with Caleb, who has Angelman syndrome, has just like taught me so much about life. Um, you know, like like I think about it all the time, but like I take life for granted every single day. Um, I'm fortunate to I'm fortunate to be able to walk and wake up and you know clothe myself, bathe myself, fix my own food, feed myself. Um, I can walk to the car to drive myself, to go to work, to provide for myself and, um, you know, make a living and go do fun things, go on fun trips whenever I want. Like, like I'm really grateful and, and just super blessed to, to be normal <laughs> uh, when so many people in this world will, will never know what normal is. Um, and like, I, it's just like, it's so humbling. Like, man, I, I can't even, uh, I'm, I'm just like choked up this whole time. Like I just can't even like fathom what life would be like had Caleb not been my brother. Like, would I be the one who's looking at someone differently because I don't know what they experience? I would like to think, you know, I would want to help everyone regardless. Um, but, you know, it's changed my life and changed my life for the better to see things in a different way, put myself in other people's shoes. Um, you know, I think I'm grateful for my Wisconsin Angelman family friends here, whether it's, you know, going over to Milwaukee uh, into the Deer District to freeze my butt off to a bowl of frozen turkey um, or go play cornhole in uh, small town Wisconsin. Um, you know, just to have these people here that, you know, similar to going to the ASF conference, like they get it. Like they know what having a child is like or they know what having a sibling with Angelman syndrome is like. So being able to share those experiences and go to those different events and be like, hey, like, yeah, I'm here for you. Like, whatever you need, like, I'm here to help. Um, you need to spread awareness. Like I'll get you connected to the local media if you need to, like I'm willing to help however it may be. Um, or if you need me to write the press release or whatever, like, like, I don't know. I just, I just don't know. Like, it's just a different lifestyle. Like it's been such a big part of my life for 23 years now. So like, why wouldn't I do it? <laughs>
and this is actually the favorite my favorite part of the podcast where i don't um stumble over my words or ask a question in a weird way i am going to turn off my microphone i'm going to let you do your final thoughts anything that you want to add um you know i really appreciate some of the perspective that you brought today um we will be sharing your article that you wrote in the Wisconsin State Journal in the description. So if people out there haven't read it yet, it's a great read. Um, so final thoughts and how people can get in touch with you because you are a journalist. So, you know, your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever you have out there, um, make sure that you put in a plug for yourself. So turning off my microphone now. Um, no, just thanks for the opportunity to share my experience. Like I, it's hard to, I'm never good about talking about myself. So thanks for plugging the column. Please do go read it. Uh, Cause I think it was really difficult to write too for, for that same reason. Like I don't enjoy being in the spotlight. I don't, it's really not even about me. It's about Angelman syndrome and living with Angelman syndrome and what that looks like. It was again, a sort of spread awareness uh, for international Angelman day. Um, but like, I got so much great feedback um, and I, I try to like, like it was very true. Everything I wrote was true. Like, like all that stuff did happen. But at the same time, it was like, I really wanted to speak and, and let it be very powerful and just how I wrote it. And um, I think I did a good job of that. It, it echoes some of the stuff I've said on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, like life with Angelman syndrome is just such a blessing. Like, I just think kind of speaking on some of those, those other items, like hit on a little bit but it's like people will apologize they're like oh my gosh i'm so sorry it's like no like <laughs> you should be sorry for saying that like come on man like i wouldn't i really wouldn't change anything um you know because caleb is just so special there's so many angels out there who uh and that's what's great about going to the conference or going to fundraisers is like you just see people who are at different stages of life like some angels can walk and like i think that's wonderful and it gives me hope that maybe one day Caleb can walk. Um, you know, some people are good at at least at some modified sign language and Caleb has some modified sign language, but uh, sometimes you have to force them or bribe them to use it. Um, you know, it's just cool to see the different, the different strengths that angels have, the different weaknesses that they have. And uh, you know, it's a community that I feel like is built on hope. Um, hope that one day there's going to be a cure. There's um, you know, going to be something that, helps our angels in, in better ways to not have seizures or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, just thanks for, thanks to all the researchers and clinicians who have dedicated so much of their lives to Angelman syndrome. Uh, thank you to those who will in the future. Uh, Cause I know I've met quite a few who, um, you know, their siblings are angels. And so they want to study Angelman syndrome and, and contribute to that cause. And I think it's just a beautiful thing. Like Angelman syndrome is, while rare, just such a tight-knit community and everybody, you know, seemingly cares for what's best for each other. Um, and so, yeah, the best way, I guess, to find me, um, I'm on Twitter. The handle is sports underscore A-A-R-O-N, Aaron. Um, I'm on Instagram at A underscore F-E-R-G underscore W-R-I-T-E-S. Uh, or you can find me on Facebook, um, just my name, Aaron Ferguson. Um, I don't know that link at all, but, um, I'm all over social media. Um, I'm in different groups. I like to comment on things like, and love posts or, 
um, you know, offer support, encouragement, whatever the case may be. Um, but yeah, get out and walk. I know, uh, was that we're tomorrow? We'll, well, I don't know when this is posting, but a month from tomorrow is the Angelman Walk on May 20th. Uh, so get registered and sign up to go do that. Go to different fundraisers throughout the wherever your locales are. Um, and yeah, just uh, just lean into the community. Like, it's a great community. There's so much joy and hope and laughter and smiles. Um, and yeah, if you if you need anything from me or like, I'm happy to happy to help or you know whatever whatever the case may be. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's long winded. Cut that out. <laughs> well, thanks for thanks for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it and sharing your perspective because I mean. Maddie was diagnosed, what, a year and a half ago, maybe? And mm -hmm. I always talk about it from a young parent side and just hearing how a sibling feels growing up um, with an Angelman brother um, kind of gives me a new lease on life and, and kind of what I previously thought. So thank you so much, Aaron. Thank you for all that you do for the Angelman Syndrome community. And hopefully we have you back on the podcast again. Yeah, let's do it tomorrow. Thank you.